Thank you, Lord. Man, we got the we got it all, don't we? Yeah, we we just we don't we don't have no second rate anything. Right? We get top notch everything. Thank you, Lord. That's the way God is. Amen. He's a good God. He gives good gifts. And so as good as we can think, he'll give gooder ones. Amen. We can't get as gooder as he gets. Right? As good as you can get it, he'll get gooder. It's just all it is to it. Amen? Amen. Well, let's look at the Word of God tonight. I believe he's got something to show us. He's always good to us. It's uh, You guys have uh, been praying as the Lord leads about next week. If you, you know, if he puts marriage meeting on your heart. Crawl over the bed and start praying in the Spirit. Lay in the floor, whatever you do. Right? Yes, sir. And a lot of people have a different quiet place. Amen? Find your quiet place and pray over. Marriage meeting is going to be good. It, uh, I don't know why it's my wife's favorite meeting, but... <laughs> no, it's a good meeting. Any meeting that God calls should be our favorite meeting. Amen? So it's our next favorite meeting before the next meeting we're at. Thank you, Lord. But it's going to be good. I know that the, the Lord gives the more thing. We still get testimonies from marriage meeting 2003. So, did we have a marriage in 2003? Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. We get we get we get reports from every year that that the marriage meetings have. You know, some people probably weren't having marriage problems when the marriage meeting happened, but then they needed that word later, and it was there at no charge. Glory to God. And just like this year, there'll be people that are in the building watching by internet that it'll help. But also later on, that word still has the same anointing. There's nothing that can help you better than that. You know, people ask me, all they'll call and they'll say, do you guys have marriage counseling? And I say, absolutely we do. We have 14 years of the best marriage counseling that you could ever imagine. Right? I mean, because if, if the Word of God can't help you, you probably are further than we can help. Right? I always, I remember my mom, she used to say, I'd say, Mom, I got a problem. And she'd say, well, here's a scripture. And I'd say, no, Mom, I got a really big problem. I need to talk. She'd go, you did, I just gave you a scripture. If you can't be fixed with that, you can't be fixed. <laughs> you know, some people say, no, I need a person. No, you need God. person ain't nearly as good as God. Thank you, Lord. That's not has anything to do with the message. <laughs> Open your Bibles to Mark 11. Let's talk about faith. Talk about faith. The title of the message is Choosing the Right House. It's not even about real estate. <laughs> let's pray together. Agree with me in faith. Let's, let's believe for the Lord. And let's believe Him for utterance. Not, not what I might say, but what He's got to say. Father God, we honor the Word. We esteem Your Word. We value it above all things. And we thank You for it tonight. We ask for utterance and anointing and revelation to come, Lord. We ask for answers to questions. Uh, answers to problems in people's lives, Lord, uh, building us up, exhorting us, and encouraging us in your word, Lord. We pray that we'll see your goodness in everything we see tonight, Lord, that, that, you're, that we'll gain faith in the goodness of God and in your love for us. And we give you glory in advance for every good thing, Lord. And we purpose in our hearts to be faithful hearers and doers of the word that we hear. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mark eleven twenty two. How many know 
that this verse has been preached on a whole bunch. You know what? It's a foundational verse. You know, this, you know, a lot of people say, well, this, this verse is um, preached on so much because it's about faith. Yes, it is, but it's, it's a foundation of faith. It's not just about faith. It's about your foundation in faith. It's about what you have faith in. Amen? Because, you know, a lot of people in, in, in different, different circles, they got faith in faith. They, they, they talk about their faith. You know, you can talk about your faith. You can share your faith. Right? You can share your faith. You can talk about your faith. But, but it's not your, you know, what, what is your faith in? Because it doesn't matter how much you talk about your faith if your faith isn't founded in something. Amen? And this verse answers the question right off the bat. It says, have faith in God. Jesus said, have faith in God. Your, our foundation is faith in God. Not just His ability, but everything that He is. Have faith that he is, He's got peace. Have faith that He's got joy. Have faith that He never fails. Have faith that He loves you. Amen? Because these are the things you're talked out of when you're believing God. You know, the devil will come up and he'll say, oh, you don't deserve that. What's he doing? He's trying to get you to doubt your doubt his love. Why? It puts you in condemnation. Doubt his love. Well, he'll never do that for you. Well, you don't want to doubt anything. Amen? If you're going to have faith, doubt has to go away. And what's going to happen is is what you don't believe is going to come out because the devil and people are going to hit every sore spot you got. Every weak spot. Amen? And if they can get you, if he can get you on the condemnation, he'll get you on the condemnation. If he can get you on tradition, you know, maybe you believe, your faith believes God does sometimes and sometimes he doesn't. You know? And you may start off thinking, this is one of those times he's going to. And two days passed and the devil said, no, nope, you're wrong. This was a maybe. <laughs> And there's no such thing as a maybe when it comes to faith. You know, he was talking to the fig tree before he got here, and he didn't give it a choice, right? He didn't say, I hope no man eats fruit of you again forever. And actually, if he'd have said it that way, he'd have had Bible hope, and it still would have worked. He wouldn't have had the wishy-washy hope we got, right? Oh, I hope it all works out. I don't think it will, though. Eeyore. Right? That's wishy. That's not even faith. You know, there's no such thing as wishy-washy faith. That's failed faith. Right? Wishy-washy faith, there is a word for it. It's called doubt. Amen? And we don't want to have that. We want to have a strong, firm faith on a strong, firm foundation. Amen? And, and that's, what, that's what Jesus is talking about. When he, and even back when we were talking about the offering, the foundation of a gift is a giver. Without a giver as its foundation, there's no such thing as a gift. Amen? So everything must have a foundation. And, and our faith's foundation is God. It's, it's God it love, it's God peace, it's God joy, it's God everything. God is our ever, everything. God's our refuge. God's who we run to when we mess up. We don't go, oh, I guess I'll never have it because I messed up. We run to Him because He's our refuge. He's our fortress in a time of trouble. Right? right? Yes, sir. You don't need a refuge in a time of peace, but you'll wish you had one when the storm comes. Amen? I remember when we were younger, we used to play golf every day we could. <laughs> we did. 
actually. I didn't go to church back then. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm only perfect now. But when we get out there in the summertime, you know how thunderstorms will, will pop up. Well, there's only two places on the golf course that we played that had a shelter. And they were little bitty shelters. And man, you were wishing you were near one when the thunderstorm came. Because the trees weren't good refuge. Amen? And so, having faith in God is having faith in a refuge that's always there, everywhere you need Him, anytime you need Him to be there. Amen? No matter how bad you've messed up, you don't have to run away from Him. You can run to Him. Amen? You know, we've got a a pup in our house right now. My daughter got a pup for her birthday, and she's taking it to Texas. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) When she goes back to school, which is a good thing. She'll have a a companion, which is a a good thing. And it's a cute little pup, but it made an accident on the floor, and then it ran away from me. (laughs) Because... I wasn't merciful and a good refuge in this time of trouble. (laughs) Amen? How many know that Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And and that is what we have to found our faith on in God. We can't be like the little pup that thinks the minute it does something wrong, it has to run away and hide. God says run to Him. Amen? Because it is important to your faith. To You know, a failed faith is one that quits for any reason. Amen? And, and we, don't want, we don't want to quit. We want to have a foundation of knowledge of, knowledge of who God is in, in, in our heart. Right? That's where belief is, right? We talked about that last Friday. You believe in your heart. So you want to have a solid foundation of His Word in your heart because that's how you know Him. You know Him by His Word. You know, we talked about where it talks about God, men should praise Him for His goodness to men. Right? Why? Why, they, why is there not a verse that says men should praise Him for His badness? There's not a verse like that in the Bible anywhere. But yet we have men that pray, do it. I take that back. There is a verse in there. It's in Job. It says, though he slay me, yet I'll serve him. You know, you have to commend Job because Job had no knowledge that it wasn't God slaying him. But yet, because even though he said it's God, I'm still sticking with him. Right? In the New Testament, the only thing that's ever said about Job is that his patience. You know, and you read it, and you, you wouldn't think he's being patient. But he is. Why? Because he never quit on God. No matter what he thought, no matter, no matter how deceived he was by his friends and the enemy and everything else, he never quit on God. I, I, there's, a, there's many Christians that need to learn from this man. Amen? Because quitting is the only way to fail. And Job never quit. He may, he may not have known what to say. He may not have known why it was happening. But at the end of the day, he said, you know what? I'm here, God. Come talk to me. Amen? And he didn't, even have, he didn't even know there was a devil. Right? Amen. Everybody's reading Job, right? Remember we talked about some of those things that bring you closer to God? Read your chapter every day, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Well known. Well known. Have faith in God is what verse... Boy, we didn't get very far before I started talking, did we? 
He said, Verily I say unto you that whosoever, who, who is whosoever, whosoever has faith in God. Not just whosoever, whosoever has faith in God. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever shall have faith in God shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and not doubt God in his heart. See, because your faith's still in God. So he's still talking. The doubt you would have to have is doubting God. Why? Because you didn't have the ability to do it in the first place. If you get ability, it's God-given ability. The only reason you can say to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, is because God is backing your words. Because you believe in His goodness. You believe in what He said. Amen? You believe in His faithfulness. It's important. We, we can't doubt God because that's what He's trying to get you to doubt. You could doubt your faith. Right? Because God can build that back up. You can't doubt God and win. You cannot, you cannot doubt God and have victory. It's an impossibility. Amen? Amen. So, so we don't want to doubt God. We want to believe in our heart. Believe in our heart what? Believe in our heart that we have faith in God. We want to believe God that those things which we say shall come to pass. Amen? Because, you're, because you're, if you doubt, you're doubting God. If you're believing, you're believing God. Right? And so that's, that's faith. Faith is believing God, believing His Word. That's why, you know, the, the Moors are always saying, get a Scripture. Why? Because that's the Word of God. No Scripture, nothing to have faith on. Right? you got people all the time just saying, well, I, I'm going to have this, I'm going to pray for it. Well, where's your Scripture? you got to have something. Why? Because you got nothing from God to have faith in. It's got to be something that God said. Amen? And then you have to believe God said it. It's not just enough that he said it. You have to believe he said it. Right? It has to be the word of God to you. It can't just be a word you're trying to make God say. It has to be the word of God. Amen? Because that's the only way it can have final authority. And, and our faith has to stand in that word. So you have to have a scripture or something that God said, which outside of scripture, I don't know what that'd be. You know, because if he tells you something, he'll have a scripture to line up with it. You know, people say, well, God told me to do this. And they, it's, they got 16 scriptures against what they said and nothing for what they said. I can't believe with them. Right? God didn't tell them that. It was something they dreamed up because that's what they wanted. And they didn't find out what God wanted. I, okay, I didn't find out what God wanted when I did that. You know, I remember when I was in business in the world and not doing well, I wanted God... Because I wanted to do well, not because I wanted God. And what this verse is literally saying is you need to want God. Right? You can't want what God has and not want God and expect to be in faith. You'll have no confidence in God doing things that way. And that's what I didn't have because I knew in my heart what I was trying to do was get what God had and leave the house. But you can't leave the house. Right? There's two houses, and you can't leave the one that God built, the one that's on God's foundation. Right? If, you're, if you leave it, you're over in the other one, and we know what its foundation is. Right? And so what we're trying to do, what we want to do, is, is make His house our habitation. Because everything He is, is there. 
And it's built on the foundation of His Word and His goodness. And, and everything that He says is Him, and it's real. Amen. Everything you read in the New Testament, it's real. No matter how much the devil tries to make it just words on a page, they're real. And they're really powerful because they're from God. Amen? And, and He spoke them thousands of years ago concerning you and me. And they're just as true today as they were the day He spoke them. And, and He put them in a book so we could have them for all times. Amen? And then He gave us His Holy Spirit so He could talk to us all the time. So we have His Word and we have His Spirit. Those are two unfailing things. Amen? And, and if we'll have faith in what God's done because of who He is, then you'll have the things of God. Amen? But, but our faith can't be, well, I said this and it has to work. That's faith in what you said. Right? God said this. And it will come to pass. Why? Because He loves me. Not just because He said it, because He who loves me said it. He who cares for me said it. He who wants me to have it more than I want to have it said it. Amen? And not only did He say it, He made sure that every action that needed to happen to make that happen, happened. Amen? In other words, your healing was bought and paid for in His Word and and through Jesus Christ who was His Word. Amen? So 1 Peter 2.24, past tense, it's ours. Amen? Our faith believes in the work of Jesus Christ. It's not just a story in a book. It's a reality that truly happened that He did come to this earth, that He did go and pay the full price for everything we would ever need. And because He did, we have faith that we're going to heaven someday. But everything else He did, you must have faith in to grab hold of. Amen? You can go to heaven one day, but you can be healed while you go there. Right? You can be completely well and head to heaven someday. And people say, well, how'd you die? I just left. Right? I had somebody tell me one time, I was teaching that in Bible study, Rick probably said, I said, you could be completely well all the days of your life. And they said, well, how would you die then? See, because people relinquish death to sickness. You must be sick to die. No, you don't have to be sick. You can just leave. Amen? Amen? You can just leave one day. You can say, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to go on. A lot of people have. A lot of people have. Where'd we get on that? Thank you, Lord. But believe those things which you say, and it shall come to pass, and you shall have whatsoever you say. Amen? Glory to God. Look at Hebrews 11, 6. You know, if you go on into that, it talks about praying. Why? Because everything that we do for through God has to be through faith in God. You can't pray without having faith in God. It won't do you any good because He's the power. The prayer's not. Right? You can pray all day. But if you don't have faith in God, that's like plugging in a, a lamp to a dead outlet. Right? You can plug it in all day and you can flip the switch a thousand times and wonder why it don't work and the reason it don't, no power. God's the power. God is the power. And so when we pray, our faith must be in God. So there again, what do you got to have to have faith in God? A scripture. Amen? Scripture, why? They're the foundation that he's talking about. 
they're the foundation he's talking about. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God, to please Him. Why is it impossible to please Him? Because you won't believe in His goodness. Without faith, you can't believe in God. Right? And that's, that's what it says right after. It says, Because he that comes to Him must believe He is. So without faith, the first thing you can't do is believe that He is. Right? And you know, you got thousands of people all over the world today. They'll say, oh, we believe in God. We just don't believe He's who you say He is. Then you don't believe in God. Because there's only one. And they'll say, then they'll argue and say, what well, makes you right? And I'm like, it doesn't make me right. I didn't say it. The Bible did. Right? So I don't have to argue with them. The Bible's what they can argue with the Bible all day long. I don't, I don't know how that works. You stop it. I said stop it. <laughs> <clears throat> So that's beating your head. That's truly beating your head against the wall, right there, isn't it? <laughs> for for us to come to God for any reason, for any reason, we first must believe that He is, and then for us to truly come to Him and believe for something and and expect to get it, we must believe He's good. You must believe that if you go to Him, you're going to be rewarded with what you've asked for because. Why? Because he's good. You're believing in God. You're not believing in who you are. You're not believing. You're believing you are who you are because of God. You didn't do anything to get what you're getting ready to have, except ask. And that's all he ever told us to do was ask, and we'll have and we'll receive. Amen. And so we're not looking for what we can do to get to God because that's not. A foundation. Yes, you do want to do things for God, but that's not your foundation is what gives you the ability to do things for God. Your foundation is God's word. Look at um, look at the story of the, of the two houses. How about that? Let's go to Matthew seven. To have faith in God, you must believe He is, and you must believe He's good. Because if you don't believe He's good, you don't have faith in God. <laughs> People say, well, we have faith, but we just don't have faith he's good. No, you don't have because God's good. Amen? So you can't have faith in a good God that's not good. Right? That's why the devil has, has lied on him and gotten religious tradition built up all over the place today to get God lined out as the bad guy. Because if God failed one person, he can fail you. Right? If you believe in your heart that God's failed one person and you refuse to let go of that, then God cannot help you. Right? Why? Because He's not 99.9% good. Right? He hasn't, he hasn't succeeded 99% of the time. He has succeeded unfailing forever. Forever means all the way back and all the way forward. He's already succeeded in the future. Amen. In other words, he doesn't have to see if he's going to win. He already did. He went ahead and won in advance so you knew you won. I mean, that's kind of nice. It's nice to know you're playing a game that you can't lose. Right? You're walking a life that at the end you absolutely cannot lose if you stay with God. Amen? What a promise. What a promise. Glory to God. 
Thank you, Lord. What were we talking about? Oh, Matthew 7. Well, uh, because, you know, we're trying to get it too many different ways. You know, a lot of people think the house built on the sand is just a guy that was not smart. Not only was he not smart, he believed too many other things. He, he was trying to get there by works. He was trying to get there by a thousand other ways. Well, and, and, and Jesus even talks to it because what he talks about in the verses before it, look at verse 21, start in verse 721, Matthew 721. He says, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the kingdom of heaven. What do you mean? They said, Lord, Lord. They called him Lord. No, they said Lord. It doesn't say they called him Lord. They said Lord. Right? <laughs> right? Because the Bible says, if you call on the name of the Lord. You know, how many know there's, there's a difference in help or I deserve it? <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, deserving it is what gets people nothing. Right? The reason we get anything is because we got His righteousness. Amen? We didn't have one, so He gave us His. You know why He gave it to us? So that we could have more. He's good. He he stacks good on top of good and then stacks more good on it. And as high as good you can reach, He'll put more good in there. Because God's good. And, And we don't even, you know, the more we say that, we don't have an idea of how good He is. As, and it, tomorrow, if you get a new revelation of how God, good God is, it won't even be close to how good He is. Amen? That's how good He is. Everything He does is good. And, and He's thinking of good things while He does. He's, he's just good. There's, there's nothing else in Him. And you have to believe that. You have to believe that or you'll get off. And, and, and you know what? You'll come up to these two houses. Let's, well, let's not get that far away. Let's go. Uh, verse 21 says, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So that, that's all good. Um, so then you go to this next verse and you think, Well, that looks like God's will. It says, Many will say unto me, Lord, Lord. Again, they say unto me, we, Haven't we prophesied in your name? Right? Haven't we cast out devils? They're, they're talking about what they deserve now. They're bringing up their works. They're bringing up their works. It looks good. Why? It's, it's, it's the house on the sand. It's built with the same stuff. Right? It has, it has wood two-by-fours, and it has, it has uh, um, the same flooring, and it has nice windows, and it has a good roof, and it has everything you could ever ask for. You know, the, the lights work. But it has zero foundation. And because it has zero foundation, you, it, it'll fool you because you're not looking at what it's standing on. You're looking at the house itself. And so many people are fooled by the house itself. They're looking at it and they see two houses and one's built on rocks and one's built on sand, but they can't see either one of those. All they see is a beautiful house. And then they see, well, this one's easier, right? Because I can justify myself, right? You know, I, I prophesied in his name. I cast out devils. And they said, well, how could you do that if you weren't serving God? Guess you could. They did it. At least said they did. And if they didn't really do it, then they're lying. So I really don't know why they're calling him Lord. <laughs> right? But works aren't what get us into heaven. Aren't, works aren't what get us to understand or see how God is. 
They won't bring you closer to God because you did them, because it's not a works mentality. You've got to go even up above this verse where he talks about there's good trees and bad trees. Do you know they're not defined by their fruit? Right? In other words, it was a bad tree before it had fruit. And the reason that it grew bad fruit is because it was a bad tree. Right? And too, many, too many times we're waiting to see the fruit to see whether it's a good tree. It's a bad tree when you planted it, it's going to grow bad fruit. If it's a good tree, it's going to grow good fruit. These people were a bad tree. You can't bring forth good fruit out of a bad tree. So it looks good. It's not good if God says it isn't. Why? Because good comes from the heart, not from the head. Amen? You can't serve God to get something when He's already given it to you anyway. What are you trying to get? Right? We're working for a salvation that we already have. And we're trying to justify ourselves when we know it's Him that justifies. Amen? Our faith has to stand in His goodness, not ours. So what's He saying? He's saying you can't have faith in what you did and get to me. Amen? You know, I know a lot of good people, good Christian people, men and women of faith that have gone on early. And people say, I wonder why. You know what you're doing immediately is you're questioning God's goodness. You're not, because, because you're bringing up their goodness. You know, why didn't God heal them? They were good. They went to church every Sunday, sat on the front row, taught, and taught Sunday school. Boy, they read the Bible, read it. That They helped people. I saw them pray for people and people got healed. And, and, now, and now they're gone. wonder why they didn't get healed. You're questioning God. Amen? That's not a good question. Right? You want to stay away from that. Because what you're doing is trying to justify them by their works. It has nothing to do with works. Amen? Our faith is in God. In His goodness. In His mercy. In His kindness. In His Son. In the blood of Jesus. Our faith's in His righteousness that He put in us. Not in our righteousness. Amen? That, th- when we start believing in our own righteousness because of things we've done, we got a great big house built on sand. But man, it looks good. Why? Because you got some prophesying on the first floor. Got some people casting out, got casted out devils on the second floor. And man, you went all the way up to the f- third floor with your wonderful works. Whoo, baby. I got a pretty house. Hope it don't rain. See, <laughs> things that aren't built on faith in God have no foundation. They have no foundation. So they may look pretty and it may look like you're okay for a while, but when trouble comes, and you know, a lot of people say, well, I'll just believe trouble won't come. Forget that. Trouble's here. <laughs> trouble, <laughs> you can't believe trouble away. Read the Bible. When, when's he going to be with you? In times of trouble. Right? Yeah. You know, what, what you're believing for is you to not notice it. Right. Why? Because you're trusting God. Yeah. Right? Yes, you're believing, you're, you're having faith in God that no matter what comes at you, He's got your back. He's got your front, He's got your top, He's got your sides. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So you're not, you're not worrying. Why? Because you're seeking Him. 
Your, your part, your, our part is to seek God. Right? Remember everything we're reading right here? It is the culmination of a huge sermon that Jesus started in Matthew 5, I believe. And He started it in Matthew 5 and He started talking about um, blessing those who curse you and being perfect like God and loving, loving your enemies and, and judging not. And, and, and these are the things that define us. Not these. These are the things because that happen because you chose not to judge, because you chose to love your neighbor. Amen? Because you chose to put God first and seek the kingdom of God first. These are the things that happen because of that, not so that you can go to heaven. Amen? Glory to God. You're not seeking to do these. You're seeking to be like God. And as you become more like Him, these things happen but they happen for the same reason He does them. Not so you can get to heaven. Not so you can inherit the kingdom of God. You already inherited the kingdom of God if you did this right. Amen? Glory to God. I like that. Lord's helping us. Amen? Because it's not a works. Remember that. And, and we don't, we're not, our faith is in God, not in what we've done. What, 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 what do we got to keep our faith in? In God. God is love. God is truth. What, what, are, you, what are you believing in? His truth. His trustworthiness. Amen? You're following after God. And the minute you don't believe one thing about God, now He's not trustworthy. If He lied to one person, if His Word didn't work for one person, He's no longer trustworthy. That's why we don't believe one another half the time because we haven't told the truth all the time. Okay, it's why you don't believe me because maybe I haven't told the truth all my life. That's why Brother Moore stands up here all the time and talks about telling the truth. Why? Because that's the only way you can be trustworthy. That's right. Amen? Yes, sir. And, and, and it, it's a, it is a goal that only can be reached by faith in God. Your trustworthiness is going to be His trustworthiness, not yours. You're never going to be trustworthy in your flesh. But by the Spirit of God and the grace and power of God, we can be trustworthy. And that's why people can come to us and say, pray for me, I need help. And they can trust that when you pray, you're clear with God. And, and they can trust that when you pray, you're going to be in faith with them for what they're asking for. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Where were we? Matthew 7, 21. And, and, and as we read this, remember um, what I just talked about. We're, we're going clear back to Matthew 5 because the words he's talking about doing are, are not the words you just saw in 21. When, when he says, well, keep going here. So we do all right. It says, many will say to me on that day in verse 22, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we, did we not cast out demons in your name and in your name done many wonderful works? This kind of faith doesn't stand out. Everybody is relying on their works to get something, whether they're saved or not. That's not a godly faith. Amen? I mean, the world, that's what they're believing for. Right? If, if you do enough and a good, are a good person... Right, you know, because you can ask them, say, you think they went to heaven? They go, well, they were a good person. Okay. You know, I believe we serve a very merciful God, and there's going to be a lot of people in heaven that we could have never imagined would be there. 
but not because they were a good person. Because he's a good God. Amen. Now, anytime you go to they're a good person, you know what? I'm glad they're a good person, but are they a good person that believes in a good God? Because that's what they're going to need. Amen. That, that's going to be a requirement. And so, so we don't want to just believe that they're good, that they've done good works. You know, well, they've been a good person, done a lot of good things, man. I saw them give to the church every week. Tithe check, automatic from them. That's not it. That's not the answer, amen? So uh, we're not looking at our works, are we? We have faith in God, in God's goodness, in God's mercy, in God's grace, in God's love, in, God, in, in everything that God is, in God's power. Amen? Sure, you can have faith for a miracle, but what are you believing? You're believing God of miracles. Right? Don't just believe for a miracle. Believe the God of miracles to have your miracle. Right? It's not, it's, you're not getting a miracle just because you believe for a miracle. You have faith in God that does miracles. Amen? They did many wonderful works. And then he said, he said also, I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Well, wait a second. Didn't they say they did it in his name? He didn't know them. Just because you say somebody's name. I mean, how many people in here know name droppers? Right? <laughs> and then you, you talk to a name dropper, you could swear they know everybody in the world, but all they know is they read a magazine that day. <laughs> right? right? And, and they watch the news enough to know what's going on in everybody's life so they can tell you. Right? And they're dropping a name that they have no knowledge of. Amen? Because if they had knowledge of the name, they'd be looking to the God. Amen? And, and so, so Jesus said, I, I, don't, I didn't even know you. I never knew you, is what he said. It's not, I, not, I don't know you now. I didn't know you when you did that. Amen? He doesn't know them. I don't want him to say that. Well, how are you going to be known? By your faith in him. Right? It, it's a confession of faith. You confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. It is a faith confession. That's how you're known, right? In heaven, your name was written down that day. Or else it was written before you got there and then it could never be erased. I, you know, I don't know how people believe that, so I'm, we're staying out of that one. Uh, we're not. Either way, your name's there. It ain't going away unless you go up there and figure out a way to get rid of it. Amen? Refuse him, I guess. I don't want my name blotted out, do you? Amen. And, and see, that's the thing. Even these people that did these works, remember when Jesus sent out the, the people and he said, he said, go and do basically what they just said. Heal the sick, raise the dead, freely, freely you've been given, free, or freely you've received, freely give. And they went out and did all that and they came running back and told him, in your name we did all these things. And he said, don't rejoice at that. What, what do you rejoice at? That your name's written. Amen? Why? Because that's where your faith started. That's your foundation. None of these other things are happening unless your name's written. Amen? None of these other things have any value without you being His. Amen? And, and as, as your name is written, and as you believe and have faith in the God that does miracles, then you begin to see miracles working through you. Why? Because you believe in a God that does miracles. Not just because you believe in miracles, you believe in a God that does miracles. Amen? 
Because it doesn't matter how many people lay hands on other people. God does the work. Even Jesus said, I don't do the work. God does it. And if Jesus didn't do the work, you ain't going to do the work. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He said, I'll profess, I depart from me, I knew you not. And then he goes right into this, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine. What sayings? The sayings he's been saying from Matthew 5 to now. You know, a lot of people are just thinking about the next two verses. This is a whole sermon. He never stopped. There's no, there's no place where it says he went to a different place. It, he never stopped. When he said, blessed are the pure in heart, when he, when he began that sermon, the sermon began on. And, and, and so the people that hear, that hear these sayings of mine and do them are the ones that have a pure heart. Right? He said, blessed are the pure heart. So it's the one that takes his heart and clears it of any other junk, any other motives. He's talking about that person. Did It's the person that prays for somebody, not like the hypocrites do, but out in public, but goes and prays. It's the person... It, it, read the whole chapter. Everything he's talking, that's his sayings. It's the person that seeks ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness in Matthew 6. It's the person that has one master in the first part of Matthew 6. That's the person that is doing his sayings. What are you doing? I'm having one master. What are you doing? I'm seeking God first and God alone. You're doing his sayings. Healing the sick, raising the dead, those are a product of you doing his sayings. Right? What's it say in Mark 16? It says, and these signs will follow what? Those who believe. Right? Believe in what? Believe in God. Right? Those signs will follow those who believe in everything He is. Not in everything He does. They'll do the things He does because they believe in who He is. Amen? And, and our faith must be on that rock. Right? It says, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, notice you just can't hear them. You've got to do them. We're doers of the Word. Well, if you want to be a doer of what He's saying, these sayings of His, go read what Jesus said. Right? Blessed are the meek. They'll inherit the earth. Right? So what's He saying? Get some meekness. Right? You know, you want to do His sayings? Be meek. Amen? If we're going to do His sayings, and, and if we're going to hear His sayings first, you've got to start reading them, you've got to look at them, you've got to put them in your ears, put them in your eyes, and they have to become God's words. Not just good advice. Right? It's, it's not good enough for it just to be good advice. It's got to be God's words. It's got to become important. And, and we've got to say, okay, here's my problem. I didn't have pure motives when I did that. It says, blessed are the pure in heart. I've got to get rid of all these other motives so that I can get His motive. Amen? I want His motive. In other words, I don't want to heal the sick so I can tell Him one day I did. I want to heal the sick because He loves the sick healed. Amen? Because I want to do the works of God. Glory to God. I want, we're trying to get God's heart. If you have faith in God, what you want to have faith in is what God loves. And what he loves is people. And so you want to have faith in what he loves because he loves people and then, then faith in what he would do. Amen? 
Not faith in people. Don't get that wrong. Sentence kind of didn't run together. Your faith is in God. But God, when you, if you look at Jesus, when He came, He looked at people. And when He saw them, His heart went out to them. Why? Because He had the heart of God. And, and, and His heart went out to Him, and out of compassion, whose compassion? God's compassion. God's compassion in us causes us to do things that God does. Amen? What a good thing to do. So He says, He says, uh, therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, I liken him unto a wise man. Well, that sounds pretty simple, right? He's a wise man. Why? Because he's doing what God said. He's not, he, he not only heard it, but he's, he's putting it into practice. Why? He's, he, he says because he built his house upon a rock. So, you know, people say, well, what makes that wise? It's unfailing. It's unfailing. God's not just saying that's a really smart idea there. He's saying, he's saying, he's saying that's good faith. That's faith. Because you built your house on my word, on my sayings, on, on you doing my sayings. Your house isn't just built on his sayings. Your house is built on you doing his sayings. Amen? It's not enough to just hear his sayings. You've got to be a doer of them. And that's the rock that your house is built on. It's built on you hearing and doing his sayings. Amen? And as we hear and do them, it doesn't matter what storm comes up. Why? You're not looking for the storm. You already have an answer. You've got a God that has already overcome the storm. Look at verse 25. He said, you built your house on a rock, and now the rain's descended. It didn't say the rain might descend. How many know it's going to rain? Right? (laughs) He said the rains came, the the, the rains descended, the floods came. Now, you know, this is Jesus. People, people in the faith church would, today would say, Jesus, don't say that. It'll happen. <laughs> Guess what? It's going to happen. You're in the earth. What Jesus has got is faith to overcome it. Right? right? When you overcome something, it didn't bother you. But if you're looking to... If, you're, if we're trying to pray away the problems... You didn't create them. How are you going to pray them away? Half the problems that people go through were not even their own problems. Right? And just because your brother or your sister suffered something that was wrong doesn't mean that, you know, everybody goes, I wonder what they did wrong. It doesn't mean they did anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. They're in the world. And the world's ugly. And God's good. And even if the devil pulls one over on you, don't get off of that rock. Because whatever he pulled over on you, you're going to need God to come out of that. Right? You know what? I've messed my own life up. I've done things in my own life that I, all I could ask for was mercy. Thank God he's merciful. All I could ask for was help because I didn't create the problem sometimes. I needed help. Sometimes it was out of my control. And people say, well, I wonder what you did wrong to get it out of your control. Who cares what you did wrong? Or even if you did anything wrong, you were in the world. Remember we talked about poison ivy? If you run through the field and it's there and you don't know it, you might be itching later. Right? But, but if you are, you can run to the Father. 
and He will hold you and He will comfort you. And He won't say, well, you shouldn't run through that field without your shorts on. What are you doing? You should have jeans on. I don't know what you're doing, boy. I'm glad you got poison ivy. No, He won't do that. He'll make you all better and then tell you, okay, don't do this next time. Why? Because He's good. He's kind. He loves us. He's not looking for us to have to have pain or suffering in any way, but He is telling us in advance that it's here. And don't step off of that rock for one minute just because you saw a little storm coming. This is the right place. This is the right place. And when that storm comes, and, and maybe, maybe it takes you by surprise and something happens, what's he saying? Stay in this house. Choose this house. This house will never fail no matter what you've done, no matter what somebody's done to you, no matter what's going on in your life. This house will never fail. It will stand forever. Why? Because it's a house that's built by God. What's it say? If the house isn't built by God, the ones that built it labor in vain. The house that's built by God is worthwhile labor. Why? Because it's eternal. And everything He's promised us in this house will come to pass. And, and, and if something bad did happen to you, He's got comfort. He's got peace. He's got healing for your mind, for your soul, for your body. Whatever you need, He's got it, but it's still in this house. Because something bad happens, a lot of people, they, 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 something bad happens and they're, in, they're, they're close to the house and they run away from the house. Run back to the house. Amen? You know, I was talking about that little pup earlier. You know, I let her out the other day in the front yard. She ran up the driveway just a little bit and the dog across the street started barking real loud. Man, she didn't run away from the house. She ran as fast as she could back to the house. And she wanted in the house. That, we should be that smart. We should be that smart. Our God's a good God. Amen? Thank you, Lord. You know, the, the devil is talking us out of the best things God ever had for us through tradition, condemnation, and just general lack of knowledge or rebellion. Right? Well, I'm not going to do it that way just because you said so. <laughs> right were you guys ever that way when you were teenagers or some other time in your life it wouldn't have mattered what your parents said if they'd have said black you'd have said white it wouldn't have mattered how many it was going to be white to you and you didn't care how black it looked it was white <laughs> guess what you're forsaking your own mercy with your hard head <laughs> amen amen <laughs> What did what, what, what Jonah say when he, after he got out of the belly of the whale? He said, those, those, who for, those who believe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. What's he saying? Those, those that believe lies out of pride and refuse to change any other way, they're not going to repent. That, that's what I believe. That's what I, we've always believed this. This is what we believe. This is how we believe it. Don't give me that have faith in God stuff. This is what we believe, by golly. You know what? Believe the Word. And if what you believe don't line up with the Word, believe the Word. Right? It's time to say, oh, I was wrong, by the way. Huh? And even if you have to go to somebody and say, oh, by the way, I was wrong. 
Huh? Everybody try that. Oh, by the way, I was wrong. So you can say it. Sometimes you might have to swallow twice right afterwards. Eh? You know what? Pride gets you nothing. You get no grace for proudness. He doesn't look down and say, I, that guy's so prideful, I just love him. No. He says, I wish he'd get rid of that pride so I could give him some grace. Huh? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Where were we? <laughs> Those that hear his sayings and do them, they're like the house built on the rock. The rains will come, the floods will come, but they will be standing at the end of that. That house will be intact. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. And then the next, the next verse. It says, Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not. You know, you'd almost be better not to hear the sayings, wouldn't you? Huh? <laughs> that may fall under the lukewarm category. But everyone that hears the sayings of his and doesn't do them, he's not saying there's a punishment for that. He's saying you can't get to what I have by doing it that way. You know, a lot of people think God punishes people. He doesn't. He wants them to have it all along. But He can't get them what He wants because they aren't get, they're not where He is. Guess what? You can't get God's stuff in somebody else's house. Right? God's stuff is in the house on the rock. And if you're looking to get it in the house on the sand, He's not there. And so He's not saying your punishment is that your house is going to fall flat. He's saying, I can't get to you there. Amen? Why? Because your faith is not in my word. It's not in my goodness. It's not in who I am and who I've made you to be. It's not in by whose stripes you were healed. It's not that, that's not in the house on the sand. Amen? The house on the sand is built on lies. It looks good. It feels good. It's easy. Let's do it this way. Right? We've always made it. You know what? That house could be, that house is 50 years old. It should stand forever. No, one good rain and it's gone. Just ain't rained in 50 years. Amen? It doesn't, this house is not eternal. It's not going to make it. I don't care how much you pack that sand down. I don't care what you try to do to it. This house is not making it. It has no foundation. It ha, it, that's, that's faith that is built outside of God's Word is not making it. Amen? Faith that is built outside of who God is is not making it. Amen? And, and you, can't, you can't put all the stones in there and say, oh, we've got a hole right there. Let's fill that with some doubt. No doubt. Every part of the foundation of God's house is built on faith. It's built on faith on God's Word. And there's nothing in this earth that will, will, that will blow it down. This house, on the other hand, they heard his words. They, 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 they heard them, but they won't do them. So they're rebellious. <laughs> Did you know that if, you, if we hear God's word and we don't do it, that we're rebellious? Yeah. What an awful thing. I'm going to have to go home and do some repentance. I'm, like, no. <laughs> I'm learning to do it. Amen? I, I've had enough of not doing it. You know, or just doing the parts you want. I like this part. I think I'll do it. What? No. Ooh, that can't be God. 
you know, God would, God would never tell you to be perfect like he is. He knows you can't be perfect, right? What? Tell you to love your enemy? No, 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 no. Let's go back to the Old Testament where it says kill your enemy. Huh? You have people that do that. If they don't like it, and they'll find a verse they do like to cancel out the verse they don't like. And guess what? You can't do that. They all work together. Huh? No, no. We got to have God's word. God's word is final. It's a, it, it, and and it is full of God's love. So what it is doing is what's best for you, and then what's best through you. Amen. God God designs everything to help help you, so that you can help others. Right? Because that's outstanding. It's outstanding when we walk in love when others aren't. That's when people look and they say, what's different about that group over there? Everybody else is throwing a fit and, and they're just pretty calm. Don't even look like they're worried. Well, their house is built on the rock. It doesn't matter how, how big the storm gets. Right? When you know what your house is built on, you're not, you, you don't, you know... Don't be afraid of the rain. You know what your house is built on. It, it, and, that, and that's the thing. It's not, it's, it's the fear is doubt in God's salvation. Amen? I just don't know if he'll take, I, don't, I just don't know if his house is going to make it. Well, you can't add doubt to the foundation. What you really did was changed houses. Right? You said, I don't know if his house is going to make it. That one still looks good. I'm going to jump over there real quick. Don't jump over there. It's built on the sand. <laughs> Amen? When I, choose one house. One house. And it, it's the house on the rock. And, and let's not flip-flop. Amen? Let's choose the house on the rock. Let's run to the house on the rock. Let's call that house our house. Let's call it our refuge, our fortress. Amen? Let's call it what, what God made it to be. It's the place you can always be safe. Amen. No matter what's going on. Because guess what, people? There's a world out there and it doesn't agree with everything you believe. And because of that, bad things are happening out there. Amen? And there's other things like people like me and you that mess up every now and then. Right? <laughs> And we need mercy. And then there's other things where people do things that they shouldn't do and it affects our life. Mm -hmm. Amen? The house on the rock still stands. The house on the rock still stands. He's your comfort. You know the the song at the end right there? He's your your joy and sorrow. Right? He's your hope for tomorrow. He's your everything. And He is the foundation of that house. Amen? You know, if you need protection, I mean, the house that is built is your Psalms 91 house. Right? It's your Psalms 91 house. Look at Psalms 91. Psalm 91. Glory to God. God's helping us tonight, isn't He? He's, he's faithful. He is so faithful, guys. He's, he is wonderful. He, he, I'm so thankful every time. Uh, Every time I see his promise, promises to me come to pass, uh, he promised me years ago that if I would stand up and open my mouth, he would fill it. And, and he's never failed me because most of everything I say has to be him because I didn't know it before I said it. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 91 
says, He that dwells in the secret place. The most high. Where's the secret place? It's where nobody can find you. Nobody, they, they can't get to you. It don't matter how much bad stuff's going on around you when you're in the secret place. Huh? When you were a little kid, didn't you have a closet or under your bed or something that, you, that nobody else could find? You were invisible in that place. Right? When it got scary out, man, I crawled under my bed. And I felt so that's really stupid too, by the way. I don't know why you'd feel safe under your bed with all the spiders and everything that's probably living under there. But that's where I went. <laughs> but I guess it was stupid to be afraid in the first place. So, <laughs> well, as a kid, God gave me mercy. Secret place of the Most High. Not just a secret place, a secret place of the Most High. His secret place. A place He built just for you. A place He made just for you and me to come to so that we could abide under His shadow. Glory to God. A safest place you'll ever be. Verse 2. I'll say unto the Lord, He's my... What's He doing? He's confessing what He believes of God. He, he's, he's not saying, I, I, Lord, take care of me. Lord, Lord, do this for me. He's saying, he, I'm confessing Him as my refuge. In other words, He's who I'm going to run to because He's my refuge. Right. Amen? He is my fortress. He is my safe hiding place. He's where I can go and I don't, and I, and I don't have to wonder what's going to happen. And in Him, I will, tr- will I trust. And if you look at that in the, in the Amplified, that means lean on, rely on. Huh? Yeah, lean, I, lean on Him I lean and rely and Him I confidently trust. That's faith. Faith in who? In God. Not, not, not the shadow, the God that made the shadow. You got too many people praying for the shadow. You don't want. You need the God that made the shadow, Amen. right? Because you're abiding under His shadow. That's a shadow, but it's the God above you that's making the shadow. He's big. He's big, and if He, it, there ain't nothing He can't do. I was going to say if, if He can't do it, nobody can. There ain't nothing He can do. He can't do. So you're under the shadow of the Most High. Amen? And, and He's your refuge. He's who you run to no matter what's going on in the world. He's, he's, he's your fortress. He's, he surrounds you. He keeps you. He, it's, he's your castle. Amen? He's your castle. He, he, he's got, he, he, they can't get across it because the drawbridge is up and the castle's too strong. Doesn't matter what's going on around me. Why? You're in the house that's got the right foundation. You chose the right house. Amen? Verse 3. Surely, and this isn't like we say surely. See, we say surely like, well, surely it'll happen. No, he says certainly. Most certainly he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome, noisome pestilence. Glory to God. These, these are good promises. And what are you believing in? His ability to do this or him? Him. You're believing in this because he said he would do it. Right? And see, too many people, they're believing, they're saying, take the pestilence away, take the pestilence away. God's saying, I can take the pestilence away, believe me. Believe me. Quit looking at the pestilence, believe me. Amen? He said, and he he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, thou trust in his trustworthiness. That's what that verse literally says. It says, you'll trust in his trustworthiness. You'll trust his trustworthiness shall be your shield and your buckler. In other words, His trustworthiness is unfailing. And, and it is what surrounds you and keeps you. 
It's, it's in front of you, on both sides of you, behind you, and on top of you. Nothing can get to you because His trustworthiness has never failed. It's never been untrustworthy. Amen? This is the God we're serving. This is the house He built for us. Amen? Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid. What? You don't have to be afraid. Glory to God. No doubt. No doubt. Why? Because He's a good God. If, if there's terror at night, if there's an arrow by day, He's still got me. And see, this is the God. Your, your faith is in the God that has you. Not just in the verse you read, but in the verse you read because of the God who said it. Amen? That's where we have to stay. It's the God who said it that makes it truth. Amen? Verse 6. Nor the pestilence that walketh in the darkness. What? You won't be afraid of that. These are, these are good things. You don't have to be afraid. Why? You, you found it on the rock. You're, you're in a place where this can't hurt you. It doesn't say these won't happen. It says they won't hurt you. This is what's important, guys. It, it, these, things can, these things will be happening all around you, but they can't come near you. Amen? And if they do get in, guess what? You have your refuge to run to. Glory to God, it's great and precious promises that we've got here. Well, not only are we going to make it, but if we slip up or if somebody else messes up and, mess, and it messes with us, then we've got a God that will say, come, come, let me, let me take care of you. I'll take care of you. I know, I know baby. I'll hug you. Huh? we got a good God. No, no destruction that wastes a noonday. Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at your side. Ten thousand. You know what that means? It doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't even matter what you're in the middle of right now. He'll deliver you out of that. Amen? Whatever you're going through, whether it doesn't matter how it got there, what happened, He'll deliver you. Right? you got too many people spending time on why'd this happen. You know what? You may never get the answer to that. And, and if you do get an answer, it might be from the devil and be a lie. Right? What you need to do is run to Daddy. Because a thousand will fall over here and a ten thousand will fall over there, but it won't come near you. Amen? Verse 8. Only with your eyes. In other words, no matter what else, is, what, you, you might see this bad stuff happening all around you, but it's, it's not for you. You're not the wicked. It's the reward of the wicked. You know, people say, you mean they're doing wrong? No, it just means they're not believing God. Wicked's just twisted. It just means you're thinking wrong. You could untwist any time and think right. Right? Right? Just untwist a little bit. Think right. Glory to God. Verse 9. Because because you've made... This this should have said in many people's books, it should have said, because I did so many good works. Right? The Lord's my refuge and my habitat. No, it has nothing to do with what you did. All you did was make Him. You chose His house. You chose His hab- to be, Him to be your habitation. You're not dwelling anywhere else. It doesn't matter what went on. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter if you got out there and the big dog barked. You're running back to Him. Amen? And that's a good place to be. Because you know what? People have been hurt. They've been hurt by other people. They've been hurt by people who did wrong. you got a God that you can run back to, a God that you love and that loves you. 
and you can run back to Him. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen. And, and, and you can run to Him. You, just because, you know, you may not have been that... You may not have been away from him. A lot of people say, oh, bad thing happened. You must have been away from God. I don't mean that. That's, that, that's a judgment that you can't make. That's like somebody coming up to you and saying, well, if this happened to me, I'd do this. You don't know because this didn't happen to you. You do not know what you would do. What you do know is what God would do. He'd hold you. He'd hug you. He'd give you mercy. He'd give you grace. He'd love you no matter what. See, He's faithful. You do know what He would do. So stay with Him. Amen? Verse 10. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. These are all good things. I I like this house. Amen? He doesn't say there won't be a plague. Right? And and I know, you know, a lot of faith, word of faith, you know, we're just believing against that plague. You can believe against that plague, but what you better believe is against you or for you overcoming that plague. Right? No matter what's happened, God will help you overcome it. Whether, whether somebody else caused it, whether you, it doesn't matter. God is in the overcoming business. Right? He, he'll, he, he's such a good dad. He won't sit there and tell you all the problems and then try to... He, he just fixes you. And then as you can hear it, He'll tell you what, 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 where you were, why it went, or why somebody didn't do what they should have done. It has nothing to do with the person that got hurt. Right? Remember that for you to walk up to somebody who's hurt or been hurt or been in a hurtful situation and immediately uh, judge them and say, wonder what, you know, that, that's no different than those guys that said, I wonder who sinned, the blind guy or his parents. It had nothing to do with that. And that's what Jesus said. It says, this, I don't even know why they're asking that question. Right? Why? Because God, God's not into that question. God's saying, hey, let's just fix it. Let's just fix it. Right? It'll glorify me for him to be well. Amen? So a lot of people say, well, you know, that God, God made him blind so he could glorify himself later. God don't need to glorify himself. By man, and he can't make blind. He makes seeing. People say, well, there's a verse that says he makes blind, he makes him. Oh, read, the, read the whole chapter, guys. Not going there. Amen. <laughs> Not going there. Where are we at? Verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways. You know, you need to know that even if you do miss it and get outside somewhere, God's got angels keeping track of you. Amen. You know, it's like that little pup when he goes outside, we go outside with her. He and her. He's, it's a her. Her. When her goes outside, we go outside with her. And, and you know what? She, she may not even be aware that we're standing there, but we're watching over her the whole time. Why? To make sure nothing happens to her. Why? Because she can't take care of everything that's going to happen. She doesn't even know everything that could happen to her yet. Guess what? You don't know everything that could happen to you, but God does. And He's got angels in place. Right? And He'll help you. He'll help you. They'll, right? He'll comfort you if you fall down. He'll pick you up and, scra- and dust you off. And, and, he'll, and He'll help you to get through it, over it, and on. Amen? It's a big deal, guys. It's a big deal. He'll give you His angels charge over you. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest you should douse your foot against a the stone. These, these are, this is the place to live, guys. 
Can you think of a better place? If you live there, you're safe all the days of your life. If you step outside and get off somewhere, He'll help you. If somebody else puts you in a bad position, He's got it all covered. Why? Because the foundation is right. The foundation is right. He's your refuge. He's your strength. He's, he's the Lord that takes care of us. This, this is who we believe in. We, we don't believe in what, just what He's doing. We believe in Him. And because we believe in Him, we get what He's doing. Amen? Right. But you've got to believe in everything He is. You've got to believe that He wants to do this. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you think you've got angels standing behind you? Yeah. Right? My daughter's out traveling this weekend, and I believe she's got angels all around her. Amen? Keeping her. Glory to God. And I believe that if, if she hits a place where there's a void, He'll put His hand under it. And she won't even skip a step. And this side of heaven, she may not know it. Someday she'll get to heaven and God will say, see where I put my hand under there? I had an angel right there for you. Huh? You're all missing steps. And then is then your angels going like that. Glory to God. Verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. I don't know what an adder is, but you're going to tread on one. And the young lion must be a dragon. And the dragon shalt thou trample. You know, I'm not looking for any dragons. But I'm going to trample. I guarantee if I see one, I'm trampling it underfoot. <laughs> Verse 14. Because He has set His love on me. Because you've chosen to seek Him first, because you've chosen to love your enemies, because you've chosen to be like God, to, to love like God, to, to do the things that God said, to keep His sayings, then your house will be built on the rock. Amen? And because you've set your love on Him, He'll deliver you. He'll set you on high. Because you've known His name. You didn't just call, you didn't just say His name, you knew His name. Right? You weren't the ones that said, well, didn't we prophesy in your name? You wouldn't have to ask that question if you prophesied in His name. You wouldn't have to ask if you did. Right? Right? There's no question there. If you prophesied in His name, you knew you prophesied in His name. Because you've known His name, glory to God, He sets you on high. Verse 15, He shall call upon Me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. In other words, guess what? You're going to be in trouble. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to be in trouble. Guess what? There's a good chance you're going to be in trouble. God, God said He's going to be with you in trouble. Not only are you going to be in trouble, God's going to be in trouble. Because He's going to be with you. Amen? These are good promises. We can't look at the problem. We've got to look at the solution that we're living with. He is the answer. To, he says, yeah, there's going to be trouble, but I'm going to deliver you. Amen? And it's when we forget that the, that to believe in the God that delivers us that we don't be get delivered. Amen? Or we believe a lie that says, well, sometimes He delivers you. Sometimes He doesn't. No, He delivers you every time you call upon Him because He says, you'll call upon Me, I'll answer you, I'll be with you in trouble, and I'll deliver you, and I'll honor you. How many want, God's going to honor you. What a good God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. Verse 16, with long life. Long, why, why would you have long life? Because you're not going to get tired of living there. 
<laughs> you're not going to get tired. You know what? I, I figured it out. What happens is people get tired of life because they're not, we're not getting the life God promised. And, and because you're not getting the life God promised, you start thinking death thoughts. Right? You know, it'd be better if in heaven. Sure it would. But you wouldn't get your call here on the earth. Why not have it good here? He said with long life. You know that word life there is similar to the word life in John 10.10? With long life, I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. In other words, every day of your long life, he's going to show you something good and do something good for you. Why? Because you're in the house and you're built. Your faith is in him. It's not built in what he's going to do for you. It's built in him knowing he's going to do it for you. Amen? It's built on God because God's faithful. You're believing in God's faithfulness when you believe in this. Right? I believe God's faithful. Therefore, He will deliver me when I'm in trouble. Why? Because I believe He's faithful. The, the qualities of God are, 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 are built out of His love, are, are produced out of His love, and He is love. And every time they, that He does something, it's out of an unfailing, eternal thing and and what what he gives to us it, it can't fail and if we'll believe in the god that can't fail then all of his promises go along with it yes. yeah. amen if he said he'll meet your needs then he will meet your needs but you don't want to believe for the need to meet be met you want to believe in the need meeting god yeah. Yeah. amen you believe in the need meeting god that said he would meet your needs you know, I'd go around, I'm, I have plenty of money, i got money, I need money, money's coming in, money, 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 money. Um, I sound like my focus is money. Right? I need to get some faith in God. God loves me. He's not going to let me fail. He said He'd meet my needs and He loves me, therefore I believe in the God that meets my needs. Thank you, Lord. It's a good God. He said with long life. How many people want long life? Not, not long death. <laughs> There's a lot of people living in a long death. They're going to live to be 90 in death. Right? They're going to have a horrible life or death, whatever, and then they're going to die. I'm going to have a long life. And then I'm going to leave here. Amen? And all the days of my life, because I'm, I'm in His house, because I chose the house on the rock, the house that, that's built on my faith in His Word, and, and I'm doing the things that He asks. I've decided to love my neighbor, seek ye first the kingdom of God, have one master. Amen? And, and I begin to do the things He did. I'm building my house on the foundation of, of the Word of God. And because I am and because you are, we're coming up. We're coming up, and no matter what's happened in the past, we're not having that anymore. We're having the good God. We're having the goodness of God. And any time we get a, a, a single doubt, we're going to cast that doubt away because we're not going to allow a 99.9% God. We have a 100% God every time, all the time. He's the one that loves us. He's the one that keeps us. He's the one that we believe in. Amen? Glory to God. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.